Hey folks, it's King from Stay Tuned Sports, and I gotta tell you, I love energy drinks. They help give me that boost that I need to finish all my work, get through game film recaps from all of Sunday's games, and they provide that pick-me-up during a very long week. What I don't love is that crash and the jitters, the gross feeling you get with most other energy drinks. And that's why I tried Dubby, and I gotta tell you, Dubby is a game changer with flavors like Dragonade, Beach and Peach, Galaxy Grenade, and my personal favorite, the Dub Sludge. You can find your favorite or just get them all. There's no jitters, there's no crash because there's no sugar in Dubby. Plus, Dubby contains Neurofactor, an all natural ingredient derived from coffee cherries, which has been linked to enhanced brain function. You go on over to Dubby.gg right now, that's Dubby.gg, to grab the best energy drink you've ever had. And if you enter the code STSPORTS18, in all caps, you'll get 10% off your order. That's STSPORTS18 to get 10% off of Dubby. Be better. Stay tuners, welcome back to another episode of Stay Tuned Sports. It's your good friend Jimbo here with our good buddy King. How you doing, brother? What's up, buddy? Not much. Uh, I don't know if people are going to notice this. If it sounds a little different, if you're listening to us uh, through our uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts, or if you're actually seeing that this is uh, uh, an actual video recording, video podcast here. Yeah, but uh, yeah, a little different episode today. Not really because we're we're trying to do new stuff. Of course, we wanted to do this anyway. We wanted to go more towards a, a, a video podcast route or anything like that. But we were still waiting to see, you know, uh, try to get better equipment and do things uh, uh, that way. Slowly ease our way into it. Um, yeah. Can't quite do that now because uh, my computer shit to bed. So uh, we, we were kind of telling you the whole time here, like when we wanted you to go to uh, buy me a coffee dot com slash what is it uh st sports yes buy me a coffee.com st sports the reason we were asking you to donate there uh was oh so we can get better equipment better computer for myself so that me and jimbo can go ahead and put a show together uh we weren't lying about the fact that my computer <laughs> shits uh, uh sucked uh and now it has it has uh, it has shit sucked it has sucked <laughs> the shit out of the bed and uh it is no longer with us here uh so it's known the patriots fidiot spiritus santi Goodbye, computer. You have served me well for about 10 years now. Uh, yes, it was that old. Uh, but yeah, so here we are. So it Doing basically a, is at the Giants level right now. No, the computer. No, computer's at Patriot level now. <laughs> I mean, listen. Yeah. And this is and this is not in any way trying to say the Giants are good. No. It's not me saying that because we're not. <laughs> um but holy shit are the Patriots bad. Yeah. Wow. I even saw today that uh, there's rumors that 
Robert Kraft is reminding uh, Bill Belichick that, listen, I, I know we're friends, but I was a Patriots fan before I was a friend with you. You better get your shit together. Who said that? Where is that coming from? Granted, it might have been Florio again, but it was floating on Facebook, one of the, the sports pages I, I follow for rumors and shit like that. But I wouldn't trust anything Florio said. Florio said the sky was blue. I'd question it. Uh, but all that being said, because um, here's the thing. like The Patriots aren't where they are without having Belichick there. Or yeah. Brady. I know that's going to be the argument forever. <laughs> Obviously, it was clearly more Tom Brady than Belichick. Although, when that first happened, how many people were sitting there saying that Brady was just a system quarterback and that it was all Bill and Brady's going to suck in Tampa Bay? And Well, he won a Super Bowl in Tampa Bay and the Patriots have not done great yeah. in the time that Tom Brady <laughs> has been uh, gone from New England. Um, but I still think Bill's going to have carte blanche to be there as long as he wants to be. Um and and Robert like hearing the people in New England bitch and moan about Bill Belichick and how they are now it's like you have no idea like the, these people I, I, that's the thing I think these people have no idea where the Patriots were yeah pre two thousand and one I don't think anybody up there who says these things knew the Patriots or who they were twenty two years ago yeah. they don't yeah. Uh, because uh, for someone like me, uh, and I'm sure someone like you, uh, who are old as fuck, uh, <laughs> we we remember the Patriots when they were the Patriots. And here's the thing: even in my like teenage years, there when Bill Belichick, I mean uh, Bill Parcells, got there, and he he kind of turned around. He got them to Super Bowl 31, where they lost to the Packers. But all of a sudden, they were like, "Oh, the Patriots are." Now, a decent team. They're, like, always in it, you know. Yeah. Uh, but as a kid, kid, I remember even further back when they still had Pat Patriot on the side of the helmet. They were fucking awful. Yeah. That franchise was bad, was very bad for a very long time. Uh, I, I so So to sit there and say, like, Oh, we got to get rid of them now. Oh, this is granted. I understand they're, they're they're used to a new standard of where you are of being the New England Patriots and having gone to nine Super Bowls uh, <laughs> once. Uh, what they won six, right? Six. Seven. Oh yeah, no six, and then seven was no. They won six because they lost three. They lost twice to the Giants and once to the Eagles. So they've been to nine, won seven. Uh. I'm sure, yeah, again, you're not used to, you know, losing in a two-game span, you know, 70-3 to three or whatever the hell the fucking uh, combined total of the last two games were. Yeah. Uh, but this is it. Well, welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the life <laughs> of, you know, a Giants fan. Welcome to the life of Jets fans and Browns fans and, uh, you know, uh, uh, Lions fans up until this year. Yeah. Uh, you know, this, this is... Here it is. This is this is sports existence. It sucks. <laughs> this is and this is this is goes to a whole other point. I was thinking about this the other day. Being a Giants fan, I'm sorry to go off on a rant here, but sports sucks. <laughs> and I, 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 stick with me here. It very rarely 
is anybody want anyone's one team or another that great? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like it's, it's like something like what the Patriots have is unprecedented. Yeah, uh, you know there are times where you can have half a decade or even a decade long time where a team can win two or three championships. Think about the Lakers uh, in basketball, the Celtics, things like that. Uh, uh, you know, hockey had the Penguins, uh, the Red Wings, and in in before that, the Devils in the early, uh, in the late '90s and, and early 2000s. Um, you know, which I was able to to witness that, which I was very lucky in, uh, for that. Uh, but f- for the most part, people will get one or two years, good years, really, like oh, good years, and then there's a shit ton of bad years, yeah, or mediocre years for the majority of the time that you're watching sports. And that's what, you know, I was stopped to think, I was like, of, of my time of being a Giants fan, which started when I was a kid before I can even remember until now. Yeah. Uh, we're, I, I think, so, so I'm 42, let's say, yeah, let's, let's take that. Let's take 42 years. In 42 years, since 1981, I've witnessed maybe 10 complete great good to great New York Giants seasons. Okay. I have, you know, really 1986 was one last, I remember that I was five years old. I have vague memories of it. Phil Sims, Joe Morris, they went to the Super Bowl one, uh, against Denver in Super Bowl 21. Um, 91 wasn't really a great, year but we so I remember Phil Sims got hurt in Tampa Bay and Jeff Hotler Stutler came in and I remember that game in San Francisco for the NFC championship game Matt Barr kicks the winner all that kind of stuff beating the Bills in Super Bowl 25 I remember that um all the Super Bowl years and even in some of the years where we were good but we we lost you know yeah. overall I'm talking about that's that's eight to ten good years in my entire time of being a Giants fan that's a horrible percentage. <laughs> no, it is. Look at being a fan. Now, I mean, let, let's let's take that and let's take it to you being an Eagles fan. Yeah. Uh, you said you kind of got into it maybe a little bit later, but even so, um, you, the, the Eagles had that great run in the early two thousands where they went to four. Uh, what was it? Four or five straight NFC Championship games. You went to one Super Bowl. Yeah. You didn't win that, but the Eagles were really good in that in that time frame. Uh, but I mean, if you ask Eagles fans in general, not I mean, yeah, there have been good years. There's even been some great years. But outside of the 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 one Super Bowl you won in 2017, the season that you had last year, yeah, uh, and those in those early 2000s years with Andy Reid. It was rough. When's when's when, when's when's the great? That's what, that's what I'm saying. There's a lot of lean years in those Philadelphia years. Yeah, and, and honestly, in my opinion, a, a great year is when you win the Super Bowl. So really, in my existence of watching Philadelphia Eagle football, we've only had one great year, and that's 2017. Very, Last year was a great year for the Eagles. Very Last year, year was a great year for the Eagles. Uh, I, I I can't I can't go out there and say. Like watching that team, and and if you're an Eagles fan, you can't say last year wasn't a great year. 
You can't. Even though you didn't win the Super Bowl, even though whatever the case was, even if you didn't make the Super Bowl. Like, that's the other thing, too. Like, I think in that aspect, I think of San Francisco. Yeah. Like, San Francisco, over the last five or six years, they've had a great year. They've had five or six great years. Yeah. They have. They've only made it to one Super Bowl. They lost, unfortunately, uh, uh, to the Chiefs. That was, I think that was the Chiefs' first one. Um, yeah. So they lost that. Uh, but they have consistently been like that team. Like if you want to get to the Super Bowl, you, you're going to have to beat the 49ers. And that, that's been that way for a good almost five years, six years now for the Niners. That's a great run. Yeah, They don't have any championships to show for it. And I guess that that is a frustrating part if you're a Niners fan. But every year you're going into the season like, we we got a squad. We got a team. We got we can we can fucking do something here. Yeah. Um. You know, with the with, I, I I go to my Giants. We won the Super Bowl in in the 2011 season, which was incredible. Hell of a run. Did a great job. Beat the Patriots again. That was great. Um. And then after that, the fucking wheels came off. Yeah. Like we 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 haven't been able to consistently beat the. We haven't won a division. First of all. We it's we we have not won a division. I don't. We didn't win a division that year, uh, but like we haven't won a division since I think 20, 2008 yeah. or twenty ten maybe. Yeah, I think it's that like was ten or so years. It's been us in Dallas. Uh, it's flip flop between you and Dallas and and uh, uh, Washington has one or two in yeah. there. Even Washington's won one or two. Yeah. At the, the Giants, I think the because that year after the twenty when when the Giants beat the Patriots the first time when they when they busted up their undefeated season, that two thousand eight season, the Giants were great that year. Yeah, I think we were thirteen and three or something. We had won a division. Uh, we had the bye, and uh, we had the divisional playoffs there against the Eagles, and you guys came in and fucking destroyed us. We didn't we didn't have a chance, and that's what I mean. Like that was a great season. Yeah. And it's shitty, but it was a great season. The Giants haven't had that. Like last year was a surprise season. Wasn't that great? No. We were what, nine, seven, and one? Just sneaking into the playoffs, things like that. Like it was it was good. Yeah. Uh and like I said, a surprise. And to get a surprise playoff win, oh my god, we thought we actually got a playoff win. Like, yeah. But it wasn't I, I wouldn't call that a great season by any any stretch of the imagination. Um and then you have going into this year, you're like, oh, maybe yeah, it could do something. We'll see it. Maybe we build upon it. Nope, 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 nope. Well, I mean, to, you did get another surprise season. We're back to <laughs> Joe Judge and Ben McAdoo here, you know. <laughs> Not that I'm saying that I think Dayball is the reason why this team is like this. If anything, I think it's the general manager. Yeah. Uh, I 100%. think it's ownership. I think it's that nobody, no, they, we didn't add it. The Giants didn't add anything this whole offseason that's a whole argument for a whole different time or anything like that but it just it got me thinking about like how few good seasons we as sports fans actually experience yet we come back and the only thing I can think is we're crackheads (laughs) being a sports fanatic being a fan of teams like coming back and watching every season just doing all that we're addicted to crack. We're, the crack being sports in this case. We're Dave, and, the Dave oh, Chappelle meme. Got any more of that crack? Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> I, you, you feel like that. You feel like Tyrone the crackhead from Chappelle show. You do. 
And I just started thinking about that. I was like, because that's it. The NFL season starts coming. You you get the itch a little bit. It's like, oh, let's, what do we got this year? What are you hope? Your undying hope you're looking at games. And it's like, yeah, we could beat the Cowboys. You look at that. Oh, the Niners, that'll be a tough game. I don't know. Maybe we'll get that or not. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, Dolphins. Uh, the Dolphins, oh, they added some pieces, but we should be able to take care of the Dolphins this year. Like that Bills, ooh, that's a day ball revenge game. We're not going to screw it up that one. And now here we are, you know, five, six weeks into the season, and we're like, got a bad batch because this is – this is not this is not what I wanted. Yeah. This is terrible. Every every week and but the thing is we know it's gonna hurt. We know watching every week is gonna be, oh Jesus Christ, no, uh, why can't they protect Daniel Jones? Why can't why why is Evan Neal on the field? Uh, you know that. Yeah. Going into the games. And yet we fucking watch. Every week. And still we're cheer. watching it. And we're still there. Yeah. It's like we enjoyed the misery. And that's what I mean. It's, I'm speaking it from a Giants fan standpoint. And being a Giants fan, as old as I am, I got to at least experience Super Bowl wins. I got to experience good to great seasons. I've gotten to experience that. When you think about being a Jets fan, when you think about being a Browns fan, when you think about being a Lions fan, like the like the Lions experiencing what they're getting to experience this year, and I know it's only five weeks in. Let's not get too excited. Yeah. But when was the last time anybody considered the Lions to be a favorite in anything? You have to go way back and to now, the Barry Sanders. Are. Not even then. Not even then. It was Barry Sanders was a great player on a shitty team. Yeah. I was the last time the Lions won a playoff game. I think was his. Third year in the league, second or third, ninety-one, when they went to the NFC Championship game and got crushed by the Redskins. Yeah, uh, that's the last time I think the Lions were. I remember even close to sniffing success. Well, the year that uh, Sanders hit the two thousand yard mark, they actually played Philly in the first round, probably the wild card round or whatever, and they were favored right. because. Barry Sanders, you know, he's supposed to run all over us. And I'll never forget, we we held him to like six yards rushing or something, and we beat them. Right, but that was the that was the start of that Eagles run. That was, no, when that you was, had that Andy Reid. That was Andy Rhodes or uh, Ray Rhodes. Was that Ray Rhodes? Ray okay, Rhodes, but that was still, but that was around that time. That yeah. was around that. It's still that mid Couple, late nineties. Yeah, getting around that time, you had the pieces there. You had some of the pieces there anyway, and yeah. it was getting. To that, you know, that's what I mean. It's like I, I, you know, it was the start of that Eagles run. Yeah. Um, the Lions never had that. Yeah. They really didn't. As much as they might have gone into a play, oh, the Lions made the playoffs. Yeah. But they, they, they didn't win a division. They were never, they were never a division winner outside of that '91 season, um, where everybody was terrible. You know that that was that's when I think they still had uh, Don Mikowski there in Green Bay, the Magic Man. Yeah. John Mikowski, if anybody remembers that. And if you don't, I feel even older than <laughs> shit right now. Uh, but yeah, you know what I mean? Like, like you, you, you I, I think about that and I think I, this was my thought overriding thought so far, like this week and like being miserable about the giants and being miserable about all this stuff. And uh, now with hockey season starting and again, getting that influx of hope of like, Oh, something, maybe something good's going to happen. Maybe something's like that. And it's like, I, I realize it's it, it is it's almost like a drug. It's like we, we're so addicted to it for such a little 
return. Yeah. Like for the most part, we don't get the joy of winning all the time of seeing our team be successful all the time of seeing all that kind of stuff. Like that's, it's very rare for any one fan at one time to see and feel the success of that. And that's goes back to my Patriots point of there's a generation or two generations now of Patriot fans that don't know what it's like to be a real sportsman. <laughs> they don't, they don't get it, you know, because even on years where the where the Patriots weren't uh, didn't make the Super Bowl or anything like that, which is their standard for having a good year, yeah, uh, you know, oh, we didn't even make the Super Bowl this year. We only made it to the AFC Championship game. What a shitty year. Okay, <laughs> uh, you know, even if that didn't happen, uh, the Red Sox were winning a World Series. Yeah, the Bruins were in the Stanley Cup Finals or winning the Stanley Cup. Or the Celtics were winning, or you know, the, the, the Boston and New England. That whole area, uh, the last twenty years, has had such a charmed life when it comes to sports fans and sports fandom. Uh, welcome back to fucking reality, guys. <laughs> welcome back to the rest of us. It's uh, uh, it's been a long time it's, coming. It's kind of like the the uh, Simpsons meme. Of Homer sitting on the couch, going, "Come join us! <laughs> Come join Here us! Here we are. It's, we've missed you guys. I've missed you. Time to slap Pat the Patriot back on that old helmet. <laughs> Go back to those throwback ones because it's going to start looking like that a little bit. It's, it's it's that it's that time. It's that time because back to the original point of this whole thing before I went off on a twenty minute rant here. <laughs> Patriots suck. Yeah. They are bad. And you know what? Like I didn't realize how bad they were. Oops, shit. Hit the controller. How bad they were until I saw a, um, I think it was CBS, their power rankings. And I wanted to see where the Giants were on, on the, the list there. I'm thinking, right. you know, I, I've watched enough of the Giants games to realize there's a shit ton of problems with your team. We are bad. Very bad. And I think they actually had you guys at like 20, 22 around that area. And no, we, we can't be that high. And the Patriots were dead last. We can't. The Giants cannot be that high. Let me see. The Giants are not the 22nd best team in the NFL. I will put, I will say that right now. The If I was putting the Giants somewhere on the list of NFL teams right now, I would put them 30th. I think the only two teams right now that are worse than the Giants that the Giants would have an opportunity to beat would be the Patriots and the Panthers. Oh. All right, that's C the only two. CBS has them at thirty. Uh, the Giants at thirty. Patriots at twenty. They do have them at, okay, I was going to say, there's no way the Giants were twenty-two. There was no way we were twenty-two. Maybe it was Florio again. Maybe Florio put them at at twenty-two. Maybe but, uh, but again, Florio doesn't know what the <laughs> fuck he's talking about. Especially, so. especially when they want he wants the NFL to penalize horse callers with an unact touchdown. He wants Dumbass. that. He wants. To, he wants to get rid of kickoffs. He wants to like. He's 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 an asshole. Let's just <laughs> who, put it out that who way. Is, who is, and it makes sense that he does the show with Chris Sims, since we all know how I feel about Mister Christopher Sims. I, I was gonna, uh, I was going to say who's dumber, Florio or Sims? Sims by far. Yeah, by far. 
at least Flor- Florio has like a doctorate or something, or he has like a law degree, or I, I don't know. He's got some. Like Florio's not a stupid man. He's just not a smart football guy. Like okay. you know, I I'm, I'm not gonna insult him and say like, oh, he's he's fucking stupid. No, he, he's he's smart. Yeah, just not when it comes to football or the NFL or or his takes. Like those are pretty goddamn stupid. Yeah. Uh, but overall, I think he's a smart. He's a smart gentleman. Like he could he could probably. Uh, quote law to me and shit like that like I, i'd be like uh i don't know <laughs> I, I don't know what anybody's talking about but okay yeah uh chris sims is a fucking moron <laughs> head to toe top to bottom he's a silver spoon in the mouth fucking absolute dumbass uh has been his whole life uh he has he's 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 he, he only ever got anywhere in his life because of his last name and who his father was yeah uh like you know listen he Ask people down in Texas how they feel about Chris Sims, you know, when he was a starting quarterback down there at Texas. All right. right. Well, just uh, like and, a couple weeks and, ago and, when he was um, bashing Jalen Hurd, saying he can't read uh, uh, defenses, this and that, the other thing, someone pulled out the um, John oh, Gruden, it, the John yeah. Gruden one where he's like, you know, here's the play X9, six. Oh Jesus Christ! It's X nine three seven or whatever the play would be. <laughs> he doesn't know. Yeah. He didn't know, and he can't follow it. You know what I mean? And you know, like, like uh, if it was anybody else, I would get like on that comment that he made about again back to Jalen Hurts, where he's like, you know, if I was the other team, I just take him out. You know, I try to hurt him, throw a couple guys in there, hurt him, everything like that. And it's like anybody else like i know what he was saying yeah i give him the benefit of the doubt like he's 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 not saying actually murder a guy he's saying you know you know uh uh, uh you know there's no real way to stop it the only way to stop it would be to actually hurt a guy but he's not saying that but he's like oh break guns or something i don't know um <laughs> but it's chris sims so i'm not going to give him that benefit of the doubt he can eat shit yeah uh like he's he has consistently had some of the dumbest takes with any of these sports show uh, uh, hosts or people. And again, the only reason that he has this job with Peacock and doing the, the pro football talk show with Florio is because his daddy's Phil Sims. Yeah. The only reason he's on Sunday night, football night in America night with Carrie Underwood uh, is because his daddy's Phil Sims. That's the only reason like he's there and giving his opinion and allowed to have his opinion and, and have it seem like it means something and have it broadcasted is because his daddy's Phil Sims. Yeah. Because outside of that, nothing he's ever said or posted or done has ever made a lick of fucking sense. Not one. Not a single thing he said. Man, people's honking outside. See, this is the thing. <laughs> this is the problem. I don't want to have my proper equipment around here. You're going to hear all the well, I, I don't know if people can hear people walking around upstairs, dog trampling around upstairs too. So, no, I've never heard that on the podcast. Yeah. I've never heard that. And again, usually I have the, you know, I got the, usually I have the nice mic, uh, forward focused and all this other stuff so that it doesn't, uh, you know, it doesn't pick up too much of the ambient noise. And, and just uh, to, to kind of circle back to the um, buy me a coffee thing, our deal is still up. You know, if you guys listened to the episode two weeks ago, um, if we raised five hundred dollars, folks, it's all it takes. And what was the? Because when we did our picks, we added something to it. I don't know. I remember the initial one was if 
five hundred dollars was donated, yes. that you would sing a Taylor Swift song of my choosing. In which case, I would also source that out, maybe put it up to a vote. Ask my fiance, who's a big Swiftie, yeah. find just the perfect Taylor Swift song for you to go ahead and sing <laughs> in its entirety. Yes, and not trying to be goofy with it either. You had no, to actually I'll, try I'll, to sing it. I'll be, I'll be serious. No <laughs> William Shatner spoken word shit. You know, <laughs> oh, uh, that'd be freaking great. <laughs> so. Uh, so yeah, that is still out there, and that is the uh, the deadline for that is Black Friday. Yes. I think is when we we said that. So the day after Thanksgiving, we get five hundred dollars in donations at buymeacoffee.com slash st sports. Yes, uh, Jimbo will have to go ahead and do that. I didn't know if we. I can't remember what we had, dude. I can't remember what I had for breakfast <laughs> yesterday. So trying to remember something from two weeks ago on this podcast is going to be really hard for me to. Uh, to I mean, recollect we are old like you said and you know demolition man came out 35 years ago so that made me feel old stop, too. stop. don't say that <laughs> don't say that oh god um so well, we're basically living it now that thing that thing really was prophetic <laughs> we're living demolition man right now yeah um obviously we still have oh okay um nfl's mulling uh uh finding george kittle for his t-shirt um Obviously, we're going to have a lot, a lot more football talk with the show here, but we had hockey last night. Back, baby. I got to admit, the, 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 the referee with, or, yeah, the referee, what am I watching, boxing? Um, yeah, I guess the ref. No, uh, he's the ref. That's yeah, the referee. I, I don't know why I was thinking umpire, but because the Orioles are out, so I don't care about baseball no more. Uh, um, <laughs> First of all, baseball's playoffs are fucking stupid. Yeah, but you know like what? You win a division. Like, you're, you're one of the top two teams or whatever it is, and you have to sit for a week Yeah, while these other teams play and still stay hot and get into a rhythm, and then you have to – no wonder – there's never uh, since they started this, there's never a team, that I think, that's been in the top seeded that's made it to the fucking uh, World Series. Yeah, because last year it's the Phillies like, were like the – It punishes six. you if you're, if you're a good team. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. That's terrible, and that sucks. But that I'll, sucks. I'll tell you, watch, watching the Phillies Braves uh, games, past two games, just the you know they keep talking about the atmosphere between you know the, the crowds and everything. Just those games, just with the crowds, were actually getting me into the game, and it's hard to get into a game watch a baseball game watching it. But so I'll, I'll be I'll be rooting for the Phillies. Um, so getting back to hockey here, that was a cool moment between the ref at center ice. With the puck drop with uh, Sidney Crosby and I'm going to pronounce the name wrong. Bernard? Connor? Well, I could say Connor. Bedard. Bedard. Connor? Okay. Bedard. I don't know why I thought there was like an N in there or something like that. But Ew, Bedard. It's I'll not Bernard. What, it's Bedard. Somebody better start buying steaks for that kid if he wants to stay up there because he is small as shit with those guys. He's small and uh, Sid kind of, he didn't win one face off. That he that he had. And granted, the kid's what eighteen years old. He's eighteen. So. But you're also going up there against Sydney. <clears throat> but Sid was like that when he first got up too. Yeah. When he, I mean, when he was Sid the kid, when he was literally an eighteen year old kid uh, with Pittsburgh, which I remember when he came up, uh, which is again shows you how old I am. <laughs> uh, he was the same way. He was a small, skinny little kid from juniors. Yeah. Who, who made it up was going to be the next big thing. Oh, let's see if this kid pans out. Turned out he panned out pretty well. Um, but I think that that was a that was a cool little uh, feature that the NHL did. Um, having your Stanley Cup champions raising their banner at eleven o'clock at night 
Not cool. Maybe not. Yeah. Maybe that's not the best way to go about it. I know they're on the West Coast, everything like that. Maybe find a different way. Also, having the very first game of the year start at five thirty in the afternoon. Is that when it started? Yes. Because I turned it on when it was like, I think halfway through second period. It was like seven thirty. It was seven o'clock when I turned turned the, the game on, and they were playing. Nashville was the first game. Yeah. And I was like, the fuck they still? What were they playing for? I thought I thought the game came on seven thirty. And then the eight o'clock game comes on, and you could pick which game you want to watch. But even that game, holy shit! Talk about no defense, dude. That was a first of all, hell of a way to start. Again, yeah. bad time to do it. But the NHL can't get out of their own way when it comes to trying to promote the sport. So I mean, I'm not surprised they try. They they take one step forward and five steps back yeah. when they do shit. Uh, but hell of a game fun game to watch if you're into it for the goals and for the speed and for things like that couldn't start off better than that uh tampa bay and nashville game uh then you have pittsburgh and uh uh chicago there chicago winning surprisingly yeah. my mind in a lot of people's minds honestly uh four to two and then nashville or not nashville uh, uh vegas with Pretty cool ceremony. I again, what, I love everything Vegas does. What was it? Everybody, I, I, all the other hockey purists can sit there and fucking wring their hands and clutch their pearls and be like, hey, this is real hockey. <laughs> it's I, didn't, I didn't come here to say shark to survive. Shut the fuck up. I thought it was cool having a fucking slot machine pull to have that's where the banner comes. I, I, oh, I really? thought it was cool. Yeah, because yeah, I, I didn't see big, I had to get up early, so. They had. Uh, you know, they had their usual stuff where they had, you know, the knight come out and pull the sword from a stone, which was wet for some reason. <laughs> that was kind of weird. Um, you know, it looked very juicy. Uh, <laughs> I, I, take that from what you will. Uh, and then you, they do that, and then they skate out with the cup, and the eh, cup's there, and they put the cup down. And then Mark Stone goes over. They had set up uh, towards the entrance there, like a big, giant slot machine. Okay. Uh and he pulls it, and it's got, like, you know, the Vegas logo, the NHL logo, and the Stanley Cup. And it lands on Stanley Cup, Stanley Cup, Stanley Cup. And it makes all the, the coin clanging noises. And then out of the top of that came the Stanley Cup banner. Oh, okay. It oh, was sharp. It, it was cool. took it straight up? Yeah, it took it oh, all the way. Took cool. it up, you yeah. know, like, the, like, it, like it, was a, it was a sharp fucking ceremony. Yeah. It was really good. I'd expect nothing less from Vegas. So that was really cool. They end up winning. Uh... I still love Seattle's uniforms. Those things are beautiful. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, great night. Great night for hockey. Great night of opening hockey. Devils open tonight, the night that we're recording this, which is on Wednesday. Uh, so the Devils open their season tonight, I believe. Uh, I actually don't know who the fuck we play, but uh, I don't care because the Devils going 82-0 straight through, going to the Stanley Cup Finals, and we're, we're lifting the cup again. It's going to be cup number four here in Jersey. I'm excited. I'm glad you got that positivity back in you now because once they lose that first game, I expect a full-blown back. Oh, they just signed to an extension. I'm going to be like, fire that motherfucker. I, I just saw that. I just I made sure to write down when I was waiting for you to sign on. I'm like, oh, here we go, multi-year extension. <laughs> <laughs> um, as far as I go with the Flyers, because I, I think we open the same night as you guys, um, I'm not having high hopes. I mean, obviously, you know, we're, we're in a full rebuild here. I'm a lot. More, this is year nine of a full rebuild for the Flyers, yeah. Well, the past couple years were, were semi-built. This year, I, I feel like it's a, 
a, a legit full rebuild. Um, I'm more I'm more excited to see like two or three players. Um, Forrester, I heard a lot of big things you know coming out. Um, Bobby Brink was another one, and I want to see how Cam York, who was up with us last year as a rookie, played okay. But you know, maybe I'm hoping that extra year now is going to help him out. I'm wondering if the Flyers can have a year like the Devils did last year. Again, the Devils going into last year, like again, the Devils had a lot of pieces. Yeah. But I, again, I, I, I wasn't expecting a lot. That's why last year was a very surprising sports year for me with how well the Giants did and then how well the Devils did. They were the third best team in the NFL, uh, in the NHL last year. Um, that was a huge surprise year uh, for me uh, when, when it came to that. So, I'm wondering if the Flyers can have something like that too, where they have the pieces certain there. Again, your goaltending is, st- I mean, again, it, this has been a thing for the Flyers for the last 40 years. Yeah. Is their goaltending. And outside of those, you know, the, the 80s, you know, the mid 80s time where you had Ron Hextall in, in his prime, uh, goaltending for Philly has been an issue. Yeah. And, it just it always seems to be the Flyers never have that solid consistent goaltending uh and we're still there you know because you still have uh you still have heart there I, I think this is a make or break for him it's this going to be the year because again he's been injured a few times now yep. I mean he, this is you what year five year six of him being there um he's not a kid anymore this isn't a young you know it's not a young scrappy kid trying to do something it's like he's a he's an established veteran but i mean you gotta do something at some point you have to be solid and and again the problem with him has i think has always been not between the pipes but between the ears yeah uh is is whether or not he's he's got the mental fortitude I wonder how uh, much the like have the, a consistently good year you know i wonder how much the the whole canada scandal thing that's still going on is affecting him because supposedly the the team not uh, team Canada or the juniors that yes. play, play for Canada yeah 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 um, yeah the whole yeah, the the sexual, sexual assault stuff. thing supposedly yeah, he's involved with it um, I wonder how much that is affecting him but I, I think didn't a lot of that get settled now uh, from what I understand it I don't know how much of that is still in the courts up in Canada yeah or what's going on again that, that the entire hockey Canada thing is between those accusations of sexual assault between the apparent sexual assault happening between coaches and administrators and players yeah. uh you know there's 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 a lot of heinous things that have been coming out about hockey canada from top to bottom and yeah, i mean you have people in canada where hockey is King talking about d- dismantling the whole thing and rebuilding it up from yeah. from from the ground up. Uh, that seems to be how bad it is. Um. So I don't know. I don't know what, if that has an effect on him or not, or or anything uh, uh, of that nature. Again, you know, we, we there's been there's been a lot there's been a lot of bad stuff that's come out when it comes to hockey in the last couple of years. That whole. Uh, situation with um, Chicago and and uh, what what some of their uh, assistant coaches and trainers and administrators were doing with players to players yeah. um, and how Joel Quenville apparently had turned a blind eye to a lot of that uh, a lot of the stuff coming out about Mike Babcock which 
Columbus, against all judgment, decided to hire him in the offseason to be their coach. And then it turns out, like, he was getting players to hand their phones over to him. Yeah. So he could run through their picture galleries <laughs> to see all their private photos and messages and things like that. Doing, like, really weird, creepy shit. I mean, that that is just weird. Like, you know, if you're... And, yeah, I, yeah. I don't want to say it. <laughs> I don't want to go. No, there. but this, but but that's the point. And and thanks to Biz Paul Bissonnette, anybody who watches the Spitting Chicklets and knows from Paul, I've known Paul since he was uh, uh, playing up in uh, Wilkesbury Scranton with the Baby Pens, uh, where he was uh, uh, he was a great fighter, yes, hockey player. I mean, even he'll tell you. Yeah, but uh, man, he could throw the mitts. Um, but he's he's been pretty adamant about Babcock and the stories that players and and there's been plenty of others too Mike Commodore being one of the big ones uh, who who has been and knows directly what Babcock does to players has said to players has treated players um, and this was just another one of those kind of just like this is this is creepy yeah like it's not just like it had no there was no reason for it it wasn't it, it, it wasn't anything to do on the ice. It was let me look through your pictures. Well, I want to see what you did over the summer vacation. What? Yeah. What? What do you? I no. Like at first, you know, and so it was. As soon as that came out, and then more of the players from Columbus came out and were like, "Yeah, no, he he did that," and he was he got re- it was weird. It was a creepy kind of weird thing. So then they finally fi- had to fire him and let him go. Uh, again, which is why did you fucking hire him in the first place when you know he does that shit? Uh, <laughs> so that's another Blue Jackets kind of move there. But yeah, you know, hockey has not had a great couple of years when it comes <laughs> to this stuff. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, this is getting changed, especially up there in Ho- Hockey Canada. The NHL seems to be very proactive in trying to stop and stamp a lot of this stuff out. Uh, again, this thing that's happened in Columbus, though, shows that it there still seems to be a bit of an old boys network where it's like, they're still going to hire people and have people come in no matter what happens. Even if it is Mike Babcock, who is known to do this weird shit. Um, I, I, I don't know, but uh, it was a good opening night for the NHL. <laughs> <laughs> we'll look at it that way. Yeah. Uh, and tonight it continues to devil's play uh, here on Wednesday. We'll see how they do uh, going on uh, into the season, but it, it, the devils are a lot of people's dark horse this year. This year, a lot of people are like, "What's what? You know, what is what's a surprise team you think can make it to the finals or win the cup?" And people are like, "Devils are devils are on the short list of teams that people think can make it to the to the cup." Okay, and that's a that's a that's a that's a weird feeling because yeah. we haven't been there in a while. We haven't been there in about twenty years. And really, Actually, you, this you is, only had last year. You only had a, a one good year. That was it. Uh, we had one good year last year. Yeah. But again, we were the third best team in the NHL. Yeah. Uh, and we have some great talent. Yeah. And we have great pieces. And uh, we'll see how we're doing on goaltending. Again, uh, uh, VTech was good in the regular season and he kind of shit the bed in the postseason. Akira Schmidt was very good, kind of came out of nowhere there in the postseason and saved our series against the Rangers. 
Um, we're, we'll see where the goaltending is, if they're able to build off that, who's going to be the number one, how we're working on it. Uh, you know, yeah. I think going into the season, I believe Akira Schmidt is going to be the starter. So we'll see. Uh, I'm 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 hopeful. I'm optimistic, but I mean, you have people calling for Jack Hughes to win the heart. You have Wayne Gretzky coming out and saying Jack Hughes is is going to be like the next big guy for the next ten fifteen years. When you got Wayne Gretzky, the guy who called the Devils a Mickey Mouse organization back in the day, <laughs> uh, saying that a New Jersey Devils player is going to be the guy in the NHL for the next ten fifteen years, yeah. That's a that's a pretty good that's a pretty good uh, uh, testament uh, for for the talent that the Devils have and have on their team. So we put everything together, we do well, and if Lindy Ruff doesn't fuck it up, I think the Devils got a real good shot this year to to make some noise uh, and build off of last year. Which again, building off of last year, we were again we were the number three team in the NHL last year. To build off that, well, I mean, if, what are we going to be, the number one team? I'd rather not. I don't want to win the President's Cup. I don't want to win <laughs> yeah, the President's Trophy. That's a, a curse. That thing is cursed. Like, if that thing starts coming out, it's like, don't want it, don't want it, don't want it. Uh, I think the last team that actually won with it was, well, I think the Red Wings did in sometime in the 90s, I want to say. It, I, don't think they, I don't think any of the 2000s ones they did. But I remember the 94, <laughs> the Rangers won it, and they, they got both. But uh, – because that, that was it. In 94, the number one team was the Rangers, and right behind them, number two, was the Devils. Uh, and that uh, that Eastern Conference Finals still, to my mind, is the best hockey series that's ever been. Yeah. And uh, even though the Devils lost it, uh, that was a hell of a goddamn series back in the day uh, and, uh, and was fun. But we'll see. So hockey season's getting ready to go. I feel excited for that. Uh, we're still... We're, we still have to deal with football season. Well, you're happy with football season. Here, you're see, fine. Here's the thing. The past two weeks, I couldn't enjoy the Eagles' wins. Nordame has just gutted me. I mean, the Ohio State loss, yeah, that sucked. It was a good game. It was a, In my mind, it was a – there's no such thing as a good loss, yeah. but it's as good as a loss as you could have. Yeah. But then to watch us do what we did against Louisville – I turned off, I think, halfway through the fourth quarter. And I don't know when the last time I turned off a Notre Dame game, even if it was a loss. I was so disgusted with it. Like, every year we freaking do this. We 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 we, we lose a game. Like, we have a good team. We lose a game. And everybody just says, yeah, okay, let's just walk through the rest of the year. And that's what it's, it's going to feel like. And then, you know, I wake up the next day to watch the Eagles, and I'm still thinking about the night before. And, oh, okay, yay, A.J. Brown got a 35-yard catch finally. You know, and this, I just couldn't no, get excited. Like, you're, uh, I, I'm, I don't know if, if I'm just able to compartmentalize and, 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 and do that. Like, the, that loss against Louisville, it didn't hit me nearly as hard as the Ohio State one simply because of how close that Ohio State one was and that we should have won. Yeah. And that Notre Dame should have won. We should have held on. We should have had that game, uh, and and we just kind of let it go. Um, that Louisville game felt like we were actually never in it. Yeah, it felt it felt it literally felt like. And I know you know it's an old cliche, and a lot of people say no, nobody really does that. Da da da. It felt like we were looking forward to USC. Yeah, it felt like we thought 
this is Louisville. They're at a 25, but listen, we went down to Duke. Duke is a good team. Duke's better than Louisville, we think. We handled that. We had to come back. We had to do all that kind of stuff. We hang with, you know, we're we're in the Ohio State and Michigan and Georgia tier. We're not with these other teams. And I don't know if they started thinking who they were for some reason, uh, but they went into Louisville, who had their largest crowd ever, who were loud as shit, who all credit to them. They showed up. The team showed up. I, again, when you're Notre Dame, you're going to get every team's best. That's just the long and short of it for being Notre Dame. Yeah. Uh, so to go into a game and not be prepared again, this for the second straight game, the running game wasn't there. Yep. Uh, I, I don't know what's going on with that. And then when Hartman is off, and so you don't have a running game. And then when if Hartman's off, or, or receivers aren't aren't on it, you get thirty to thirteen. Mm-hmm. And that's what I mean. It's like we did, Notre Dame lost that game. It wasn't even close. It, it didn't feel like any point in that game that Notre Dame was going to win the game. It yeah. didn't. Like I just, it just you felt that. Uh, and so now we have a game coming up this Saturday against USC that was we were I was personally looking forward to all year. Yeah, means nothing. Doesn't yeah. mean anything. So what if we beat USC? USC is you know. It, it, we're not beating USC is not going to get us into the playoff picture. Yeah, no, we, two we, losses is not getting a two losses. You're done. Yeah, you, you kissed that. Maybe goodbye. if this was the 12 team field, but you know, next year, maybe. Yeah, maybe we're still alive for the playoffs. Now we're not. Yeah. and and it shows. Well, I think what are we? 21, 22. I think, yeah, I think you said 21 in the rankings. So um, that's and that's going to be uh, you know do, do we don't have outside of USC we don't really have anybody I think we're playing that's yeah enough to boost us back up to even the top twelve to even get into like a New Year's Bowl or something like so it's 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 again it's a, it's another year where massive opportunities wasted uh, where you know if you're you're Notre Dame you're you have a great team. You had all these transfers come in. You had Hartman come in. You had like it's it, it's set up for you to do something. The first couple games, you take care of the cupcakes you're supposed to take care of, uh, you know, and and in the fashion you're supposed to. Uh, you go haymaker for haymaker with Ohio State uh, in a game that you, in all reality, should have won. Yeah. Um. And then you shit the bit against Louisville, and. And and now your season's done. Now you got two losses. Uh, that, that's the other thing too. If we had beaten Ohio State, maybe this loss doesn't hurt, but it's still a loss to Louisville. I think it still hurts us bad anyway. Yeah. Even if we had beaten Ohio State, you know. But again, if we lost, if we do, then we're what? We're eleven. We're twelve. We're still in uh, a possible playoff route. Yeah. Now two losses, a, a, a loss and a bad loss to Louisville. No, like again, the season's done. We're not, we're not making the playoffs. Yeah, you know, we're not going to be one of the top four teams. Especially you have Georgia, you have Michigan, you got Ohio State, uh, and I think who's up there now is is, is or- it Oregon? Oregon's close. I, I, they may be four, five. I can't remember if it's Oregon or not. <laughs> but again, between that, you're going to have Oregon. You have. Uh, uh, Washington is still up there. It depends on what USC, like if USC beats Notre Dame and runs all the way through, they're going to be another team. It's like there's far too many teams for Notre Dame to even think about. Like Notre Dame can't get there. They can't. Yeah. So 
it's it's and 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 in this new college world, if you're not in the playoffs, if you're not eligible for the playoffs, it's a wasted season. It's a failed season. Yep. It's not a case of oh well, we'll get to a good bowl game and maybe we will get something higher and something like that. It's a failed bowl game, and it's just another season of that. And now we're thirty plus years since we've been relevant as far as a national championship game. Uh, you know, the last time we were in a national championship game, we had the fucking doors blown off us. Uh, you know, and the last two times we we're in the playoffs, we had the doors blown off us. Yep. Like it's it's it, Notre Dame is not one of those teams. We're not one of the top five teams, even maybe one of the top ten teams in the nation anymore. Yeah, and it's it's getting hard to go into every year and be like, oh, this is the year Notre Dame's going to go and do it. And then every year it's we lose to Akron. Or we lose to Stanford, or we lose to Louisville, yeah. or we lo- like we're always losing to somebody and screwing up our chances to to do anything with good teams. We have good teams, you know, and and uh, you know, at some point, college football is going to say whether they break off from the NCAA and do their own thing or whatever going to do with the college football playoffs or whatever. Uh, they're going to look at it and say, like, no more special uh, dispensations here for Notre Dame. Like, it's like you have all the conferences that have their people in on the playoff committee and Notre Dame. And Notre Dame gets special considerations for jumping in rankings or going here or there because, you know, they they get considered as a conference, not a school and things like that. At some point, they're going to be like, no. Yeah. Like, like, there's no – there's no – value anymore in trying to work with or having Notre Dame a part of this. Either join a conference or, you know, whatever. And and it's getting close to that point now where Notre Dame, you know, if Notre Dame was still putting out consistently good teams and was consistently in a national championship picture, you can afford to be an independent if you're Notre Dame. Yeah. The, Notre Dame in the last 30 years has, is playing themselves out of being an independent. Yeah. Because they're they're not you have to be able to show why you're special, and Notre Dame isn't special anymore. No, and that hurts to say as an Irish fan, because in my mind Notre Dame is and always will be special. The the you know you can't tell the story of college football without the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, and there's something about the gold helmets and the blue jerseys at Notre Dame Stadium. Touchdown, Jesus. All this shit, and you know the the Notre Dame fight song, which is still the best fight song in college football and maybe all the world. Yeah, um, that to me still means something. But you have to play to that. You have to show why you're worth that. Why you're worthy of that legacy. And for the last thirty five years, they haven't. They haven't shown why they're worth it, or why they're worthy to be considered that. And at, at some college football has moved on. They've moved on from they Notre evolved. Dame, and and Michigan is still considered one of those teams, and Ohio State and Alabama, all the teams that were there with Notre Dame back in the day, as you know, the powerhouses. You know, 
Like you think of the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, you think of the Oklahomas, the Texases, the Ohio States, the Michigans, uh, you know, Alabama, Alabama, Bear Bryant, and and all that stuff. You think about that, the Clemsons, you know, those are USC's. Like yeah. those are, you know, and along with Notre Dame, those are your, that's college football. What do you think of college football? Yeah. Now you think of college football today, you still think of Michigan, Alabama, Georgia, uh, Ohio State, USC, uh, Texas, Oklahoma. You still think of those teams. Why you? Nobody thinks about Notre Dame anymore as a, as a serious part of that of that upper echelon of that kings of college football. Notre Dame isn't that, yeah. and we haven't been for a while. We're we're I mean we're not as bad as Nebraska, but we're we're not we're, we're not too much above them. Yeah. We're not too much above them because that was it. Back when I was growing up, in the, you, when you had the 70s, uh, 60s, 70s, 80s, and, and the 90s there with Nebraska, Nebraska was go big red. They were Nebraska, Yeah. you know? Now you think of the last 20, 25 years, what has Nebraska been? They're, they're not. They're, you know, Nebraska is an afterthought. They're not They're not anything. Yeah. Um, that, that's Notre Dame. Notre Dame is, oh, remember when Notre Dame was good? Oh, I'm not that old. <laughs> like that's what that's where we are now. Yeah. When was it, you know? So, um, the the only the only thing that Notre Dame is known for is getting blown out in the national championship game and getting blown out in the college football playoffs. It's the only thing we're known for right now, yeah. and for blowing games that we shouldn't blow, and losing at least one stupid game every year. That's yeah. that is Notre Dame football now, is underperformance and losing games that you shouldn't and and wasting seasons. That's Notre Dame football, and it's frustrating, and it it bothers me to no end. But next September, I'll be there with my Notre Dame hat on and cheering and cheer cheer for all Notre Dame. I'm going to be there. <laughs> as the tears are rolling down your eyes, knowing what's about as, to happen. As we go back to the beginning of the show here. It's I'm I'm a Notre Dame crackhead, you know. Just breathe <laughs> it into my vein and let's go. Because that's that's what it is. That's, yeah. that's 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 simply what it is. So thanks for making me depressed, Jimbo. <laughs> hey, you got Devils hockey tonight. I mean, by the way, I, I don't think it's tonight. I think it's Thursday night, isn't it? Oh no, that's right. Oh, it, I can't remember. I Wednesday think the night Devils rivalry. are tonight. Yeah, no, you're right. It's tonight. Who are we playing? Uh, Notre Dame. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying uh, the Devils. Devils. I'm saying Devils are playing Notre Dame. I'll try and be funny. No, well, you you failed miserably, like most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let me see here. Come on, there we go. Well, you saw the Devils are playing tonight. It should have the opponent who they're playing. Normally, I would oh, look no. it up on my phone, but that's what I'm using to do the podcast no, they're, right now. They're, so. they're, they're playing tomorrow night, October twelfth. Oh, uh, are they? I, I could have sworn they were playing tonight. All right, well, they're playing the Red Wings, and the Flyers are playing the Blue Jackets. Okay, so actually, I think the Flyers should win that game. I mean, with no no head coach. Uh, well, they got it. They do have a head coach. I, I mean, they got you know. a, a cardboard uh, cutout. <laughs> and the Devils, uh, like the Red Wings, I think are still in a very much a rebuilding mode. So I think the Devils should win that. Yeah. But we'll see. Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what we do. I could have sworn it was tonight, though. Damn. 
All right. Well, well that's I mean, right. I'll watch. Technically, tonight, tonight will be movie night or whatever with the with the fiance since there's nothing going on. And uh, I'll tell you what, it'll be a hell of a lot better than watching Thursday night football. <laughs> I can tell you that. Oh boy, is that game gonna suck ass? <laughs> um, boy, the NFL. The NFL. This is a shitty week for NFL primetime football. Well, I mean, anytime that the the uh, Broncos are playing, it's a shitty. You have, you have Thursday night, which is Kansas City and Denver. You have Sunday night, which is Buffalo against the Giants. Holy shit! I'm just saying, maybe the Giants could pull out a win, as as long as they bench Evan Neal. <laughs> when he comes out of his stance like this, and there's no one in front of him, and the dude runs around this way, and he's still trying to block. At dude, what point do you bench the kid? Cut like the somebody kid. said, like somebody said. Even if you're a terrible offensive lineman, if you just put yourself in the way, it's still something. Yeah. He doesn't even do that. No. <laughs> and you're wondering why Daniel Jones has a busted neck again. You're wondering why he can't complete a pass. You're wondering why he is the most like, – actually, surprisingly, he's not the most sacked quarterback. Did I send it's, you uh, that, that – that picture of Daniel Jones and Andrew Luck through his first... Yes, you did. Yes, you did. He's been sacked far more times than Andrew Luck. Than Andrew Luck. Yeah. But this season, I think it is... Uh, who is it? Is it C.J. Stroud? Is it? The, is it? The, I think C.J. Stroud's been sacked more. I, I, who was it? I think it was one... Yeah, I think it was one of the rookies. It might have been Stroud. I remember I, hearing it. I think it was one of the rookies, yeah, where they've been sacked more. And it's like... But, but the, the the funny thing is with that though is Houston's offensive line is still rated higher than the Giants, <laughs> which just goes to show that that Daniel Jones is doing his damnedest to not get sacked as many times as he has been. But you talk about he got sacked seven times in that game against Miami. He got sacked eleven times. Uh, what was that by San Francisco? Yeah. Uh, like he's he's just being murdered every play, and that's the thing. Like somebody. I, I, uh, an Eagle fan friend of mine, uh, Mike DiNicola, I, you know him from uh, yeah. Twitter, X, whatever. Uh, he even made a couple comments of just like, you know, he's an Eagles fan, diehard Eagles fan, hates the Giants everything like that. He's like, say what you want about Daniel Jones, but you, the one thing you can never question the fact is that he's an absolute warrior. Yeah, Knowing that he's going to go out there, knowing he's going to get murdered on every play, and he still goes out there. My thought is, which was brought up on, on a local sports show here, how long is it until like like if you're Daniel Jones, do you just like one day just like I can't? Yeah. Like I can't. Do you have that Andrew Luck kind of feeling? Just like I can't go out there again. Like I I, I can't continue to just go out there knowing I'm going to be beaten every play and not be protected every play and just have myself like you. At some point, that takes a toll. Yeah. And that's the thing. People got upset originally with when Andrew Luck did it, and it was like Andrew Luck was playing behind a pretty bad offensive line. The funny thing is, is that he retired when Indianapolis finally put together a solid offensive line. Yeah. That Indianapolis line for those two, three years after he retired was a great offensive line. They just didn't have a quarterback. Yeah. Um. 
so that's kind of the irony of that. But also, when you're Andrew Luck and have, you had to deal with as many injuries as he did and getting beaten on every play, like he was getting beaten on every play because of the offensive line, it, it didn't matter. Eventually, just it, it took too much of a toll, and he said, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. How much longer is that going to be for Daniel Jones where he's just like, I physically, I mentally can't do this. Like you have the mental preparation you have to have to get over the fact that you're going to be hit by very large gentlemen for three hours is I, I, I don't know how, and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. There's nothing you could do about it. You could try to run, but even when you run, you're going to have to be hit for them to stop you. So you're getting hit on every play. Yeah. Daniel Jones is getting hit on, on just about every play. And that's that's roughly sixty plays a, a game. It's it's offensively. It, it's infuriating when I see people who shit on him and say, "Oh, he's a bad quarterback." Nobody back there would be a good quarterback. Patrick Mahomes would not be a good quarterback with that Giants offensive line. Yeah. And you, to sit there and try to say, "Oh, he would do no," because Daniel Jones, we know, is one of the most mobile quarterbacks, if not the most mobile quarterback in the NFL. He's got the speed he's got the ability like he can move around he can find there's just he has no receivers they can't get open he has no time to throw the football yeah because the offensive line just refuses to block anybody especially the most important position right tackle with evan goddamn neil like every play and the defense doesn't do shit our defense is hot garbage outside of dexter lawrence one player who plays interior lineman on a defense outside of him Nobody on that defense is worth shit. Kayvon Thibodeau is a fucking bust. That dude, <laughs> I wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt. I was like, I like this guy. He's from Oregon. Kind of thinks outside the box. He's all about cryptocurrency and what he wants to do and finances and all this kind of stuff. I was like, oh, guy's got a good head on his shoulders. Like, all right, no. Turns out he's checked out. He's just, he's not a football player. Yeah. He's not a guy. Kayvon Thibodeau is a bust. So we have a bust playing on our end. We have one good player on defense. Our secondary is ass. So what, what do we got? We got nothing. We have Daniel Jones is literally the only good player we have. And everybody's saying he's the one who sucks. Yeah. Suck my ass. <laughs> you go behind that fucking line and try to even hand the ball off. Yeah. You wouldn't survive. It's nonsense. It's nonsense. It's it's absolutely absurd. And now they got to go up to Buffalo where they're going to get fucking murdered by an angry Bills team that had to go to London, got beat by the Jaguars on that fucking trip, basically on what was an experiment by the NFL. Yeah. Uh, so they're not happy. Uh, and we know what happens when the Bills aren't happy. They fucking crush people. And the Giants just got crushed by the Dolphins, and the Bills had previously crushed the Dolphins. So the Giants are about to get double crushed. So 140 to 3? And that's your Sunday night football game. <laughs> are you kidding me? Who's watching that shit? The people Not turn me. in turn in for the like first quarter. Not me. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be long drunk. <laughs> Maybe probably high. I'll maybe you know do a little bit of both. I might I might actually use one of my alcoholic beverages as a bong. Get a little double action going there. Something, but I can't. I can't. I can't. Well, so I can't deal with it. We'll make make it short and sweet then. Um, before we go, do you want to pick the Thursday night game right now? 
Yeah, let's do that. Let's go ahead and pick our Thursday night game here. I mean, should I even look at the spread? We both know we're taking Kansas City. Yeah, there's not a chance <laughs> in hell I'll take Denver or anything. That's just, that's no. <laughs> so yeah, so I guess we're both taking Kansas City. And what's those... the spread? I want to know what the spread oh, yeah, okay. is. Because uh... I think the Giants are got the biggest one of the week. I think the Giants are fourteen and a half. Unless that moved. All right. Uh, Chiefs are favored by ten and a half. And that's Giants. an easy. That's an easy cover for the Chiefs. Even if Kelsey's hurt, if I'm, I'd sit Kelsey. Yeah, or at least I'd sit start Kelsey him for the game. Start him, and you know, once you're up by 10, 15, take him out. Um, Giants are. Tell are, them, say, listen, convalesce at home. Let Taylor Swift nurse you back to health. Oh, they're not together I'm no worried. more. They're not together no more. Travis was with an, a different blonde on his birthday. I'm sure. <laughs> but uh, what I understand to be correct, Taylor's big on the thruples anyway. So I mean, I'm sure that doesn't bother them anyway. You know, uh, Giants are getting 14 points. Yeah, that's why the Giants yeah. are. Last I saw was 14 and a half. It's gone down to 14. That's uh, that's something. I think that, uh, Miami. I think is a 14 point favorite over whoever they're playing as well. Yeah. Um. So, uh, so the Giants are going to be either tied for or the biggest uh, underdog of the week, and rightfully so. So, uh, for the Thursday night game, though, yes, I am taking the Kansas City Chiefs uh, and giving the ten point ten and a half points because I think they'll easily cover that. Yeah, Denver I, is booty cheeks. Uh, I'm taking the Chiefs. They, they'll they'll have that covered by halftime, if not doubled. By halftime. This isn't going to be like last week. This isn't like the Bears suddenly having a great Dick Buckus game against yeah. Washington, whose defense can't get any pressure on a quarterback. Uh, this is uh, this is uh, oh that was who it was. Sam Howell. Sam Howell's been the one who's been sacked more than uh, yeah Daniel Jones. Yeah. So uh, either way, uh, yeah, this is, like this is not going to be a surprise. Bear. Denver's not going to come out of there all of a sudden. Uh, uh, <laughs> beating Kansas City. This is the vision game. Kansas City's on on a different level. Uh, and Russell Wilson has played himself out of the Hall of Fame career. He really has. He Yeah, and I'm surprised he's not benched yet. I thought he would have been benched like a, a, a week or two ago. They, they, who do they have? They don't have anybody else there. They don't. Uh, but here's the thing. If you, if you, you would have asked me two years ago, was Russell Wilson a Hall of Famer? I would have said absolutely first ballot. Yeah. I would agree. And yeah. now you ask me now if he's a Hall of Famer at all, and I'm saying I don't think so. I think he played himself out of the Hall of Fame. I've never quite seen that in my life where a player has played themselves out of the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Because what we're seeing now is that it wasn't coaching. It wasn't Nathaniel Hackett. It's him. Yeah. He's just not good. So then you got to think, man, that was Pete Carroll. Who was the guy that made the pass call at the Super Bowl, too. Right, which was, again, that's... I think that might be his biggest regret. Yeah. But um, at the end of the day, uh, Pete Carroll can coach. As much as I don't like the guy personally, uh, man can coach, and he showed it. So uh, what other games do we want to do here? Um. All right. Pull that back up because I had to 
Text the wife. Because it's up to you. Because you got you 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 got the again. Like I said, I would usually check my phone, but All right. phone is the camera and the microphone here now for for the foreseeable future. So we'll just we'll just go down the list here. Um, Baltimore Ravens at Tennessee Titans. Baltimore is favored by four. Alrighty. Uh, as terrible as their game was, here's the thing: Tennessee can beat them. The problem I have with Tennessee is that they're so goddamn inconsistent. They have the talent, clearly. They have uh, Hopkins. When you have DeAndre Hopkins on your team, you you still have Derrick Henry on your team. Like, you have these abilities and these weapons, and Tennessee can, as we've seen, sometimes they can turn it on, and they can play real great. And then they have games where most of the time where they just suck. They're too inconsistent for me to pick them. Uh, I think Baltimore is going to be working. Like they're going to make sure the receivers have stick them on their gloves uh, <laughs> yeah. to to start catching some balls there. Uh, I think Baltimore comes into this game trying to prove something a little bit angry. I'll I'll take Baltimore. Okay. Uh, Baltimore minus four. Um, yeah, I I, I agree. Uh, Tennessee and until Tennessee could get the consistency down, it's going to be hard to pick them. I mean, obviously, depending on on the spread here, but I mean, if it's like a two point spread, maybe I would be able to. But four points—that's two scores, or one, you know, one touchdown. Obviously, um, I think Baltimore will have a little bit better game than they did last week. I watched a little bit of that game, and, and yeah, those those receivers—it wasn't like they were bad throwing balls. You got you got to catch them. So I'm going with Baltimore. There were a couple of bad thrown balls. Like Lamar is not great. I'm no. going to put it out there. I, I don't buy into Lamar. I never really did. Uh, but and, and so some of those balls were, I think, you know, badly placed. That being said, you're an NFL receiver. You should be catching those balls. It's, it's the old uh, saying: if it touches your hands, you should catch it. If it touches it. your hands, you catch it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they they certainly did not. So, uh, and what's going to be our third game here? Okay, we got the 49ers at Cleveland Browns. I am surprised about this spread. Uh, 49ers, What's the spread on that one? 49ers are only favored by six and a half. Uh, that's got Cleveland defense. But you got and if possibly, Watson plays, possibly a PJ Walker starting. I uh, well for Cleveland. Yeah. What at quarterback? Yeah. They're they're not confident uh, with that rookie that played last week, and they're not sure if Deshaun's going to play. Well, Deshaun's cleared. It's yeah. just whether he wants to play or not. Yeah. And that's that's the iffy thing with that, too, which kind of rubs me the wrong way when it comes to Deshaun. Yeah. Although, I guess if you have $230 million guaranteed, what's the incentive? Um, you know, because that's it. He was cleared to play, and then it was like, well, Deshaun, the team cleared him to play, but Deshaun didn't clear himself, and he knows his body. But then it's like, man, you got to get out there and play. Yeah. Like, And, and especially that was against Baltimore. Uh a division rival where you have a chance to beat them at home. You're playing well, uh, and you just you just decide. Well, I'm I don't feel right. I'm not going to go out there, and then you get blown out because you're not playing, and you have this other quarterback out there, the the DJW, whatever the hell his name yeah, was. Yeah, long name. Yeah, they called him by the three initials. I I even forget what they were. All I know <laughs> is that he was bad. Yeah. Um. He has to play. That's the long and short of it. Deshaun has to play. He's cleared. He's medically cleared. He's had the bye week. Uh, He has to play. Uh, 
So he should be playing. Uh, I will go into the game with the with the understanding that Deshaun Watson will be the starting quarterback. Um, and with that, that makes sense then. I think the Browns, with that defense, and if Deshaun plays and plays well, which he can, which he does yeah. when he plays, uh, I think the Browns can keep that close. But as of right now, I will never pick anybody over the San Francisco 49ers <laughs> yeah. un- until they show me a reason to do so otherwise. Uh, they are on a different goddamn level. I understand it's week six, and there's a long season to go. But I, you, I can't. I'm not. You no. It's San Francisco. Six and a half points does worry me though. I thought because I think be that, I think Cleveland can keep it close. I think they'll keep it closer than Dallas did. That's for sure. <laughs> um. But I will go with San Francisco, and I will give the six and a half. I think San Francisco can. I think they might end up winning by a touchdown. So I'll give. I'll give it to. Them. I'll give it. I'll go San Francisco. All right. Um, I'm going San Fran too. Um, I know you're real big on the Cleveland defense. Have been for since it's started the season. They're a great defense. Um, They're one of the NFL tops, man. I thought. Dallas was a better defense than Cleveland, and obviously, no. <laughs> um, San Fran made sure of that. Um, so I think that it's going to be the same outcome against Cleveland, just like last week with the, the Dallas game. It's going to be a blowout. Um, that's wow, why, yeah. That. That's that's why I was surprised this wasn't like a, a ten point. Um, no, no. Spread. So no, you're not going to get that. No, because again, I think because you got to remember too, Dallas is dealing with that. They don't have uh, Diggs out there. Uh, uh, Trayvon Diggs got hurt; he's out for the season, so they didn't have one of their top cornerbacks. Uh, and once you can neutralize Micah, they didn't have any other, like. And that's the other thing too, Dallas did like. I would have moved Micah to the other side, so that he wasn't going up against uh what's his face the best offensive lineman in the league that, yeah the, the, uh, the, the dirty player uh he did it to us and he did it to Dallas what did he do he he broke the kid's neck pushed uh van, van the Dallas kid vander Oosh or whatever vander ash threw him right into the the other player broke his neck no, he didn't break his neck stop it <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I would move yeah. him around and try to uh, and try to uh, uh, work that way because he was getting neutralized. And once you have him neutralized, that's that's the end of it, you know. So yeah. that that Dallas defense, and that's the other problem too is Dallas got behind. And what I've been saying all year, I think, is still true. Uh, if you try to put the game in Dak's hands, you're going to lose. Yeah. You're going to lose more than you're going to win. And so even if you're down, I think if you're Dallas, you have to run the ball. You can't pass the ball. You cannot put the game in Dak's hands if you want to win. Even if you're down 14 points. Even if you're down 10 points. You know, oh, we got to come from behind. We got to throw the ball. We got to air it out. No, you don't. Run the fucking ball. Use that offensive line, which is very good. I understand San Francisco's line is very good as well. Their defensive line is great. You got uh, uh, Nick Bosa with his arms there that all the ladies love. Uh, well, especially my fiance loves. Uh, you know, you have you have that, and so that's going to be tough. But you have a better chance 
with that than you do with Dak trying to throw the ball. Yeah. We saw that again. And then the two times where Dallas was down and having to come back and they put the ball in Dak's hands, they got blown out by Arizona and they got super blown out by the 49ers. Yeah. So like all that has, you know, I feel like I feel part of me feels like a genius. Part of me feels like a great prognosticator that I've been able to figure this out and show everybody, but the evidence is there. Maybe he should be offense coordinator for Steelers. If you anybody can do better than that, dude, they were chanting "Fire Canada" at, at the, the Penguins. Penguins game. I wonder how the Canadian players on the ice were like, "What? Why did they want to fire all of our country? Eh? Where, where did we go?" Somebody had to be like, "No, no, no. That's that's the name of the offensive coordinator for the Steelers." Oh, well, okay. I don't I don't know why I made them super French Canadian, but I did. Um, but I, I I find that. Uh, I, I, the funniest part about that is on that game-winning uh, touchdown pass from Pickett to Pickens that everybody celebrated and lost their mind except for Matt Canada. Yep. <laughs> because Pickett audible out of that play to go to a different play. Yeah. And so the one that scored wasn't Matt Canada's play, so he got upset. <laughs> That's That tells you all you really need to know. Yeah. About Matt Canada. And I don't know. Maybe something will happen, but... You know what I know needs to happen, Jimbo? Us figure out the NFL. Every well, I think everybody's still trying to. I think everybody's still trying to do that. <laughs> and and maybe we just have to watch more film. Maybe we just have to watch more games. And maybe the best way to do that is just to start drinking more Dubby. I think that's what we need to do. We need to focus and drink more. See, look, no, look at you, Mister Product Placement. Oh, you're good. <laughs> Here, so that's, that's, see, that's a good thing about having a video here is that we can kind of do that. I yeah. like that. Uh, that's well, a yeah. new flavor. That's it. Ooh, what is it? It's a it's an orange creamsicle creamsicle flavor though, but they call it Cali O Cream. Ooh, that seems good. That seems something I would like to do. Yeah, because I do love a nice orange creamsicle, and they have so many other flavors. I like the uh, the the dub sludge because that's got that apple. We're in fall right now. Yeah, I think the orange creamsicle would be good better for summer for me. Right now, though, give me the dub sludge. But this is the point of what I'm trying to get to is football season. Again, me and Jimbo, we're trying to figure out what's going on. I'm pretty sure you, if you're watching this show, you're trying to figure out what the hell's going on in the NFL this year. You can do the best you can with Dubby. Dubby gives you the energy and the focus that you need to complete any task, what you're doing. If you're watching football film, if you're just gaming, if you're hanging around and just want more energy, Dubby is there and they got you. Best thing? No sugar. So you don't get that sugar jitters. You don't get the little like you do with the other ones. You know, you know which ones I'm talking about, the energy drinks out there. You're not going to get the jitters and you're not going to get the crash that comes afterwards because they're so full of just, if you look at the amount of sugar, like look at the cans and look at the, like the, the poundage of sugar that's in these things. Yeah. You don't have to worry about that with W. It doesn't have that. It also has neurofactor. It actually helps your brain. It makes it go. It gives it things. What? I don't know what neurofactor is. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. They are, though. They put this stuff in there, and it's good. Helps you think. Helps you focus. You don't get the crash. You don't get the jitters. Go right now to W.GG. Go to W.GG. Check out all this stuff. Like I said, you can check out the new flavor they have there. You can check out the dub sludge. You can check out all they have a little sample pack too, where you can see all the different flavors that W has. Try them out. Find, find which ones are your favorites. They have merchandise there too. Cool little shaker cups for your W. 
point of all that is when you go to check out there at w.gg in the little promo code checkout box you're going to want to put st sports 18 that's all capital letters st sports 18 you go ahead you do that you get a 10 percent off of your entire order jimbo you know how it goes dubby be better. better love it that's good shit that's good shit Gotta love the W. I love the fact they got a new flavor there. That orange creamsicle sounds like it's really good. Yeah, no, it is. And even like warm or cold, like when I say warm, I mean like no ice in it, just straight tap water. Yeah, just, yeah I get it's it. It's still good. It still has that that pucker type feel to it. The, the, the orange. Dude, I can imagine that would like, but like now you say that though, that with the, with the, with the ice cubes in it. Yeah. That sounds like it. That actually sounds like quite the treat, if I may <laughs> say so myself. That sounds really good. Uh, but, I don't know, Jimbo. Uh, what what else is? I mean, we covered the NHL. That's pretty cool. Yeah. We covered uh, the Giants sucking. We've covered Notre the Dame Patriots sucking. sucking. We've covered Notre Dame sucking. We've covered how sports is terrible and awful, and how we shouldn't enjoy it. But here we are every week doing it anyway. Um, we're what very, else we got? We're very positive people when it comes to sports. We're super. <laughs> Listen, anybody who knows me, the first thing they say, that King. Super positive guy. He's always on the positive upswing. I don't know. The last time I heard anybody say anything about you was, you have the worst mouth I've ever heard. (laughs) That was years ago, but still, that was funny. It was. (laughs) That was. Uh, But I, I, I think I'm out of stuff today. How about you? Yeah, I'm out too. So till next week, it's your good friend Jimbo. And it's your boy King. And my dog Lennon, who just left somewhere. (laughs) 